Time it is. Little maniacs out there. It's scaring is sharing. Yes, it's the podcast where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. We them scare boys. We are the scare boys. I'm here today with Jeremy, the original Sasquatch, Slim, Rusk. And you are the sugar sweet candy man all the way from Bountyland himself. Brandy Joe, the Flame and Scream Queen Planbeck. Are those lyrics? That is Lollipop by Aqua. Oh, see, I know Barbie Girl like through and through, but. Oh, man. Got to hit the rest of that album. That whole thing is a banger. And there's some ballad on there that I used to love, like a slow uh-huh. song. But I now it's like you s- mentioned the whole album and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. What no, was me- that song you were talking about? Lollipop. Lollipop. That one's great. Yep. I am okay. the candy man. Coming <laughs> from Bounty Land. Oh man. It's a banger. Good. I hope they got a lot of money from the Barbie movie. I hope they did. I mean, I don't know. I love Aqua. It's like me and my other death metal loving buddy back in the day, for some reason, we we just would always show up to like metal and punk shows like bumping that Aqua CD, though, and people would be like, who the fuck are these guys? That is amazing. But we had fun. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and if anyone is tuning in for the first time, Jeremy and I love horror movies. We love to talk about them. We love watching about them. Not, I, I always say that. We love watching, watching about them. <laughs> I watch a lot about them. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And, um, you know, depending on the episode, we like to watch movies we've not seen before, whether we assign it to the other person or we both go see one that we've never seen before, like this episode. And then we talk about them. So the first half, we just talk about news and shit. And then we get to a movie or two. And so you can look in the podcast notes if you just want us to give ahead to talk to hear about founders day but stick around for this beginning part because jeremy yeah. you want to know what what i have like major I, i'm not gonna say news but like updates yeah i've got a ton of stuff too that i've been hearing so we gotta we gotta get to it so i'm not gonna give you news yet I, because okay. i'm gonna leave that to you but i have like things that i've talked about forever that i finally did oh what'd you I did i got a ps4 and I have been like obsessed with Until Dawn, which is the whole reason I got a PS4. Uh, cool. And it is so fun. And then on my way home from the movie tonight, Joe sent me a news article because the guy who create who did Annabelle Creation, a movie is in the works. Yes. And that and movie. I literally Googled it like two days ago and there was no news because I was like, I wonder if there's ever been news of an Until Dawn movie. And lo and uh-huh. behold. Yeah. Supposedly. Awesome. Ha- what did you have more to say about that? No, uh, no, that was, wait, wait, what is he doing? Is he, he's doing Until Dawn, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Okay. For some reason, I was confusing it with another game, but you're correct. It's Until Dawn. Oh my God. Which is so much fun. That is going to be dope. here's my only thing. Um, So I've been playing that. I played some of Blair Witch, which while it's fun, is a little Mm -hmm. boring so far. 
Like, because okay. I'm just walking around the woods for like an hour with a dog, which is cute. The dog is mm-hmm. like super adorable. And I don't know if it's because it was like the first game I played and I'm trying to get my footing and understand how it all works, like the controller and all the various things on it, because I'm old. Mm-hmm. But I don't, so I don't know if it's in a pickup, but it just is like a lot of wandering around. I and mean, it's like, it's a giant woods. Like, it's like very confusing to know where the fuck I'm going. Mm-hmm. So it's probably partially on me, but. And then I've been, um, and then the dark pictures, the devil in me, which is the one with Jesse Buckley, which is sort of about that guy at the world's fair who killed people in like a hotel. Mm. That's how it starts uh, off. Uh, H.H. Uh, Holmes. Yes. So yep. th- it starts off all about him and then it goes into sort of this found footage documentary crew. Okay. That's where it goes. Um, but I, I just like played the beginning, like the trial of that. And, um, so what I want to say about those games, and I don't know, like I was talking with Joe earlier, like, I don't know if those are called considered role-playing games. Like they're all similar. Like you Mm -hmm. wander around and then you get, you have choices to make. And then you Mm -hmm. have like, you know, I don't, I just don't know if that's the right wording for it. It seems like it should be something else. The weirdest Um, thing, what do you know what they're called? I was going to say, I think it's a version. I think you can consider it a version of an RPG because there are like, uh, within the role-playing game world, there are like subcategories of different types. Okay. Um. So I, I'm I'm looking it up right now. I want to see what they actually call until dawn genre wise. But the thing that I find odd about them, and I know these aren't like the newest games, but I think the Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me, is fairly new. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing about them are the mouths when the characters yeah. talk. Yeah. Like everything else, like yes, you know it's not like actual like video footage of them, like it is computer generated. But the mouths are weird. Yeah, I think it's part of that uncanny valley. They can't quite get that mouth action. Just like hair. I'm gonna say it, and if you look at their hair and continue to pay attention to their hair, you'll notice that too doesn't look right. So yeah, yep. But yeah, I until dawn because my friend Phoenix was like, I think that you should play this game like you would love it so much and that's the whole reason it's just stuck in my craw this whole time and i finally was like i'm gonna get a used ps4 and i'm gonna fucking play that game and see if i'm a gamer and i have it's been so fun i played it like yeah like an an hour or two like every night before i go to bed and it's so fun i've even jumped i've jumped numerous times yeah it'll suck you in i've played through it twice i think to get until dawn yes to get different endings okay because there's different outcomes depending on yes. what you do. Of I mean, course. the whole so. thing is about the butterfly effect. So I yep. can only imagine that. Yes. And I'm, tr- I'm like, I know that I've heard that. So as I'm going through, I'm trying to be very cognizant to remember what choice I made. In yes. Areas. <laughs> because if I wanted to play it again, I would want to make sure to do something different. And the game, the, speaking of it being turned into a movie, of course, uh, the story of the game was written by Larry Fessenden. Uh, yes, who is like from um, We Are Still Here and Brooklyn 45, right? Correct. Actor, filmmaker himself, Larry Fessenden. So I'm hoping he stays on as the screenwriter. Like they better oh just God. have yeah. him write the script. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a blast. And I'm, when we're talking about the changes that happen, like like between, with making different decisions, like, like it, it's greatly different. Mm-hmm. Are you saying like it can yes. be a very different? It can be wildly different. Like okay. there are there are okay. so many like 
I mean, there's only a finite number of outcomes to the ending. Um, but okay. there's an there's enough of them that replay, like playing it through another time and making totally different choices can be a lot of fun. Okay, cool. Yeah, because and you'll see any one playthrough though won't give you like every single scene and thing either, because there's other stuff that only gets unlocked by like certain choices. So okay, yep. And then I'm while I'm enjoying. Did you find out? Are they called just role playing games? It's, it, it calls it just an interactive drama, is what it's okay. referred to as online. So I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. So here's another video game question. Mm-hmm. Now that the PS5 is out, mm-hmm. like, will all games made for PlayStations moving forward only be on a PS5? We're still in that weird uh, in-between window that always seems to happen with the video game console consoles where they make their one that's the current one, uh, and then uh, then they have the new one come out, but they continue to produce both as long as they're making money. Uh, and PS4, uh, so far they haven't announced an end date for it yet. Like Usually okay. they'll say, like, we're going to keep manufacturing PS4s until this date. And then it's we're going to segue to only focusing on the five. But the, as far as I know, they haven't announced that yet. So I think the PS4 is going to truck along for a while. OK. And I'm also I got Dead by Daylight and I have like a, like a an Instagram friend who's out in California named David, who we always talk about horror movies. And he's yeah. really into that and that you can like play with like your earphones and your friends and mm-hmm. be Chucky or whatever the fuck ever so yeah. I think we're gonna play like this weekend and I'm gonna see if I'm into that if I am I'll probably get Texas Chainsaw on Friday the 13th and if I know you it, can do similar things if you're into Dead by Daylight let me know because that will give me a reason to start playing it again because I have okay. it and I just like I got it when it like was brand new and first came out and there was a lot less going on with it uh so I kind of, I lost interest kind of quickly and moved on to other stuff. Uh, and now I understand everybody's like, oh, Dead by Daylight is so fucking awesome. Now they have like all these other characters from real horror movie franchises in there. And it's just it, it, it's done nothing but grow in all the time that it's been out. Uh, whereas I thought it was going to be one of those games where like it'll be cool for a minute and everyone's going to move on from it and do other stuff. But no, it's still here. So I'm like, I need to get back into it because people are loving the hell out of this thing still. And you don't have Texas Chainsaw, right? I don't have Texas Chainsaw. That's a shock, Jeremy. I I was really interested in it, and then I held back because the reviews were kind of like so-so about it because they were like, it's fun, but there's it doesn't have as much like going on at replayability as, say, like a Dead by Daylight does. So that's kind of why I pumped the brakes to wait and see, like, are they going to introduce new characters, new map, you know, give me more bang for my buck as to why, you know you would want to spend your money on a game nowadays. So, yeah. All right. Well, all around though, very happy with my decision. I'm a weekend. Yeah. And enjoying cool. it and trying different things, but I, I feel like there's enough horror fodder out there. Hell to keep yeah. Me going for a while. Oh God. Yeah. I've been meaning to dive into, I've played through it a couple times already. Cause I enjoyed it so much was the re they call it the remake of Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. uh, where they did a uh, update of, because uh, re- the original Resident Evil 2 was on like the first PlayStation, the original PlayStation. Uh, and I remember it blowing my child mind back then, but uh, they did a you know a new version of it 
remade it to play on the PS4 with modern graphics. Uh, and that new version is super good and gives, you know, gives you that same feeling as when I first played it as a kid and it scared the crap out of me. Uh, but they've gone forward now and they've remade a bunch of the old Resident Evils because they've done three and four at this point, And I need to play through those because I've heard they're just as stellar. So, OK. And branching off of this, another thing I did this week, finally, since we last recorded, is I watched The Last of Us. Oh, <gasps> yes. Which was so motherfucking good. I cried you, so many times. Me too. You got to play the game now. I know. I really want to. I've heard that they're very similar. Yes. The show, I was blown away how, like, true, like, it was its own thing. It's not exactly the same story. Um but it's so true to what the game was. And half of the game is like the first time I played it, I would forget I'm playing a game. You know, it felt like I was just watching a really good movie or something. Uh, and then I'd be like, oh, shit, I have to control the guy now. I keep forgetting because I'm so engrossed in the story here. So, yeah, play that that game. I and think, then I've uh, heard part two is great. Yeah, I did, never did part two, though. I need to and do I, it. I was so excited. And the last episode, Ashley Johnson is in it, who was, mm-hmm. I think her name was Chrissy in Growing Pain. She was like the youngest okay. daughter. And I, I loved her. And I was like, oh, my God, Ashley Johnson. And then come to find out, she's the mom of, um, what the fuck is her name? I keep wanting to call her Bella because that's the actress. Ellie. Ellie. Um, but she's her mom in it. And she, Ashley Johnson, the actress, actually played ellie in the video games oh so it was fun to have her in the series like playing a relate a character related to ellie but in the in the video games she plays ellie yeah and the um the guy uh that was uh played joel is in there too somewhere Mm. in the games uh he's like when they go to the uh, area that uh, Melanie Linsky's yes. character is yes, in charge yes, of. Yes, okay. I remember reading that now. Yep, he yep. was like her right-hand well, guy. Yeah, her one underling. That's the dude yep. that played Joel in the games, so. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, and I've talked to some people, lots of people who only watched episode three because everyone was talking about it, and I remember that. Yeah. And you could totally watch three without watching any of the rest of it, and mm-hmm. the, the bookends you don't need to know too much about. But like lots of people are like, yeah, I just have like, you know, zombie fatigue. And I'm like, I get it because I do, too. But I feel it's first of all, it's different enough. And second of all, it's just a better character study than like Walking Dead. Really? It kind of reminds me of the early days of Walking Dead. But I I just think it's like for anyone out there who may be like "Eh, zombies, I'd be like, give this one a try, though. Truly. But e- even the games are more about the character study than anything else, too, because, again, you're going to go through mazes and maps fighting clickers, as they call them in this. But um, they that is. Underplayed, you know, for a monster game, really, because it's not the bulk of it. A lot of it is just other stuff that's going on and spending time with the characters and getting to know them and uh looking at morality questions in these sorts of situations. So uh, it's just great writing, fascinating stuff. And didn't Last of Us, the game, come out pre-COVID? Yes. Yeah, because it is just like eerily <laughs> like relatable now. And, and part two of the game came out in 2020, 
Like it okay. launched in early 2020. So it didn't get the response. It's kind of why I stayed away from it. Cause I was like, I don't want to play this with, you know, in the, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, with Lord knows what going on out there at the time. Uh, I didn't really want to go and spend my time in a fantasy world. That was just the same as real life. So. Yeah, and Pedro Pascal is so freaking gorgeous and so, so good. And that girl as well, Bella, whatever, because she's from like Bella mm-hmm. Ramsey. She's from like Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And she's like 20 or 21. Like, and she looks like she's mm-hmm. fucking 14. Like, she's, yeah. they're both just so motherfucking good. They, they were so uh, well cast. Um, and Pedro Pascal, yeah, he's just like, that's, one of my big man crushes now because he is the uh, uh, nerd king. Like he just <laughs> he keeps getting attached to properties that I love as a nerd uh, and knocking them out of the park, though. So I love that. All right. So I still have more, but I want to what? tell me something. You talk for a bit. Tell okay. me something you watched or some news you're excited about or something. Do we want to do news? Do we want to do? Let me check my watches real quick. I'm not sure I have anything of note lately what uh, do you yeah. have nope nothing just a lot of news man so much news uh All right, you well, got, give me something you got the until dawn uh we talked about this not that long ago at the end of january they are releasing godzilla minus one minus color for a week only in the united states yes uh, as a gift you know toho is saying in appreciation of the fans in America that made the movie such a big hit that they're going to release it for one week only. Um, I kind of want to see it again in the black and white. I want to see what that's like. I know my husband, I think, has come around to watching it. Mm. So I don't know if the first time should be that or, or they should see it in color. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I bet I it's going to be great. Yeah, so I would like to see it in black and white, and so I'm thinking that we should just go when they release that. Yeah, that that's because yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, it looks so good. Yeah, I love the fact that too. He said they did more than just a uh, like a palette swap. There was they literally reconstructed the movie using new visual effects and stuff to make it work in black and white. So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Front of the podcast, Matthew hit me up before I know we had talked about it and whether it would come to the U S or not. And he sent me a message and he's like, it's coming. I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's in the trees. It's coming. (laughs) It's in the trees. It's coming. Um, that's happening. Uh, what else do we have? I'm trying to remember everything now. I'm losing uh, The Exorcist. Yes, uh, The Exorcist. That's like the news of the moment, isn't it? David Gordon Green is off of The Exorcist. Thank God. How much do you think it's actually... Now, he says it's scheduling issues. He's got another project that's going to be in the way of it, so he's moving on. <laughs> when you sign up, to you know, direct a trilogy of movies, I'm sure scheduling stuff gets worked out beforehand before you say yes to that. I think they probably told him we don't want you anymore, and we're going to go a different I direction. Blame him. Like I feel like that's actually what's going on behind the scenes because there was chatter online. People were saying that Warner Warner Brothers said who put this out. Sure, yeah, I think so. Yeah, whoever it was that spent all that money to buy the Exorcist property that they were panicking 
uh, when this movie came out and was getting just lambasted in reviews when it came out. So I think they are going to course correct. I wouldn't be surprised if going forward, the movies are no longer a trilogy anymore. It's just like another Exorcist movie that's got nothing to do with the preceding one. Yeah, it will be fascinating to see where it goes. And I mm-hmm. have hope once again for it. Yeah, because I that, I, I lost it all. I was a deceiver. Yeah, I <laughs> I strongly believe the next one will find out there's just no connection to the previous movie and they're just doing another Exorcist sequel. Yeah, so whatever. So and speaking we'll of legacy sequels, the director of Halloween four, and I can't remember who the fuck it is now. Mm-hmm. has said that he's like very interested in like doing a leg like uh, whether it was the TV show or whatever like following up from Halloween 4 to do yeah a legacy sequel to Halloween yes. 4 and I'm like while there are fans who would be into that like I don't think it's a strong enough fan base no to warrant like as much as some people would like and I would be excited about it. I mean I love Daniel Harris but I just don't think that's going to happen because Danielle Harris also said she wants to return and play Jamie Lloyd She's again. She's been horny to do that for ages now. But now there's actually it's cutting through the static and we're actually listening to her. So I think there's if there ever was a chance, it's now. Um, and I, I'll see that. I would be interested in seeing that. I don't know about this legacy sequel idea. Just find a way to integrate these two legacy, uh, you know, this actor and director. Uh that are from the Halloween legacy, just find a new way to integrate them. And I'll check that out. Oh yeah. I mean, and I love her. I mean, you know, I love Daniel Harris. I just, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a strong enough fan base to make it like, Oh, we'll make some good money off this. Not to say it wouldn't be good and not to say it couldn't be a hit. I just, yeah. it's not like Jamie Lee fucking Curtis. You know what no. I mean? No, exactly. It would just be pandering. So it's like, Yeah. Because like people like part four, but it isn't like top of the line. So no, no, no. Part four. Every one of the movies has its own cult following. So definitely, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring her in to the fray. It's still like the weirdest thing that she was in the Rob Zam- Zombie Halloweens. Yes, like that. Like she should be. She should be happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she got to do that. Well, maybe they, 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 there's got to be a new way to do Jamie Lloyd, like a new version of even it could even just be a new character named Jamie Lloyd, because that doesn't, you know, that has no connection to anything existing now in the canon. Yeah. So whatever, do what you want with it. But I just don't I'm with you. I don't think a legacy sequel to Halloween four of all things. I know. And how are they going to market that? <laughs> I know someone said Halloween four part two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. like how, how are they going to market that where they're like, all right, we're making another sequel. That's a direct <laughs> sequel to one of the other sequels, but they ignore everything else. You know, it's already so confusing. Yeah. They, they're never going to do that. The next yeah. Halloween movie is going to be another reboot. Of course. Like, I think yeah. that's what they'll do. Uh, and more sequel news or rather remake news. I should say remake remake roundup. Yeah. Is David Bruckner with the blob. Yeah. That was a sh- all for. That was a that surprise. Happens. Yeah, big surprise. Um, because we love the blob and mm-hmm. like David Bruckner. What you were gonna say something. I just made a connection mentally there. I wonder if this is the same because like whoever owns whatever studio owns the blob, I wonder if this is the same um 
studio and fingerprints, so to speak. Years ago, Rob Zombie was supposed to do a new Blob movie, um, but it was really close to him doing the Halloween, so he said he didn't want to do another remake, so he left the project. So I wonder if this is like the same Blob property that's been sitting around ever and since. And wasn't someone else, wasn't Eli Roth supposed to do it? Am I crazy? I think, yeah, I think Eli Roth or somebody like that after Zombie left was attached to it at one point. I know too. Eli Roth was supposed to do the bad seed for a hot flash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know why I had Eli Roth in my head, but but yeah, I'm I'm all for a new take on that. Although the one from the 80s is so fucking good. Yeah, it's super so. good, but Ah, the blob is cool. Like it's a great yeah. science fiction concept. You you can do a ton of stuff with it. I bet so. And other remake news: uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's remake of Bride of Frankenstein with Penelope Cruz, harkening back Jesse Buckley, Christian Bale as Frankenstein, Peter Sarsgaard in there. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah, please all those people. That sounds amazing. And more remake news: uh, Universal's The Wolfman. Uh, that they're currently working on is supposed to be, I think they're still looking at a Halloween release of this year. Oh, wow. But it's just now like starting to shoot, I think. So quick Hmm. turnaround. Uh, But the Wolfman is our boy from the movie Piercing. Yeah, we talked about it the last time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. I think we did talk about it last time where, um, yeah. Christopher Abbott, which but I'm, they just announced him, but and it's supposed to be shooting like now. Uh, but I think they're still looking for a Halloween release date on that thing. So, well, good luck. Yeah. And then the sad news and the downfall from which can only happen once you're so so high about Mia Goth, mm. and that she supposedly is getting a lawsuit for battery for kicking some extra in the head. Did you read uh, the whole story on that? No, I I didn't. I just saw chatter about Mia Goth. I didn't even know what was going on with that. So, and this has been a while since I read it. Something happened like she there was someone who was hired to be like a an extra of like a dead body on the street or something like that. And the person and this is all just again like I'm not reading it verbatim, but the person like said something, like talked to the director and said like, "Hey, she's getting like really close to like stepping on me every time she walks by me or something like that. And like in the next take, she just kicked the person like in the head Mm. supposedly. And -hmm. so the person is like charging her with battery because they were ill and they thought they had a concussion and all this shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I fucking love Mia Goth, but for some reason that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> to think she's like, oh, you want to complain? Well, guess what? I'm going to fucking kick you right there. Yeah. I think it's because her portrayal of Pearl is so convincing that we're just like, <laughs> she probably is a maniac. I hope not, though. I hope not. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like Lizzo, like the, the downfall of Lizzo, I don't think, but it yeah. still made me sad to hear it because people have been so fucking, you know, yeah. gooning over Mia Goth. I think that's at least, I think we're okay if this is the only instance. Here's hoping, yeah. You know what I mean? Not to excuse it, and if she did do it, it's bad behavior, but hopefully this is a learning moment uh, and not not a pattern of behavior. Yeah. Okay, so let me quickly get through this. I have three other movies that I watched this last week. Mm-hmm. I watched Bo is Afraid, which is fucking insane, but so Good. fun. It's weird because I didn't like um, 
I'm thinking of ending things or mm-hmm. whatever that movie's called. Mm-hmm. Like I just could not get into that fucking shit. But I think Bo is afraid is very um comparable to that. Mm-hmm. Like it's so all over the place. But I really, really liked it. It was so fucked up and I just I fucking dug it. Um, I also watched Dream Scenario, like, in the same 24 hours. Which Whoa, was, okay. Have, you didn't see that, did you? No, nope. It is wild, and I really liked it. Definitely, like, I thought it could be maybe, like, horror-adjacent. I don't think it really is. There's uh-huh. aspects, but I, I don't think that that it quite is. But I fascinating film. And then I watched, I went to the theaters and saw Night Swim, which was god-awful. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's why I was, like... Okay, skipping it for the show. Yeah. Oh, and I knew it was going to be bad, but I was hoping it might be kind of fun, uh-huh. um, but just bad. So I have my top 10 movies from 2023. Hard. Do films. it. Do it. So my number 10, and I, be- I bet you have only seen like a handful of these. Uh-huh. So my number 10 is Birth Rebirth, which is so good. I know I talked about it, I think the last episode or the one before. So, so good. Highly recommend it. Shutter film, I believe. Marin Ireland, Judy Reyes, fucking great. Number nine, Dark Harvest, covered on the show. Very mm-hmm. original. Not like the best movie ever, but I just loved its originality and thought it was so, so cool. Number eight is Bo is Afraid because it's so fucking wild and it definitely creeped me out multiple times. Number seven, Totally Killer, which you still haven't watched, correct? Mm-mm. Back to the Future meets Scream, fucking fun. Number six, Scream Six. Hopefully it's not the last film, but if it is, so be it. And I enjoyed myself. Number five, Megan, a good January horror release, which Scream 5 was the January before that, right? Yeah, it was. So it's like there were some good January horror movies. Yeah. But that streak has ended. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tip in my hat. Number four, Evil Dead Rise. We love Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. Number three, No One Will Save You, which you still haven't seen, correct? Correct. Correct. Number two, Talk to Me, which we did on It's Only a Podcast. Fucking love it. And number one, Godzilla Minus One. Whoa. Okay. So that's the only one I've seen that wasn't for a show. (laughs) All the other ones that I've seen out of your list are only the movies that were covered on a (laughs) pod. Either our own podcast or guesting on It's Only a Podcast. Um, But Godzilla Minus One. Ah, fuck. So good. Yeah, I would have never imagined. I know, right? And it's like hard now because I still have a few Godzilla movies I'd love to do on this show for you, but I don't know if there's any others that are as good as Godzilla minus one. Really. I can't imagine there are. I think there's at least one or two that are close, but like it's no comparison. So yeah. So motherfucking good. Should we read some terrograms? Let's read the terrograms. We got a we got a trove. I've been missing terrograms. I know because we didn't have any of the last episode, but now we have a good trove. Can I start off? Yeah, you can start. This came through from Gnarly, who is Brett Wheat's girlfriend. Wife. Wife. Okay, well, when they wrote this. When she wrote this, they weren't uh-huh. married yet. Oh, what? They, they, like somehow it came through and I didn't see it. Like she commented on something when from our episode we had with him recently. I was like, uh-huh. oh my God, I never saw this old message from you. So I'm going to read the old message. Wow. So this is from, I don't even remember when. You know, I think it says in here a little bit, but she uh-huh. said, first time listener, my boyfriend, Brett Wheat, is a big fan. 
We are listening to you talk about The Nightmare Before Christmas and implore you to watch the Movies That Made Us episode about this movie, which is on Netflix. They answer your question about why Danny Elfman doesn't do the speaking role for Jack. It also makes you think Tim Burton may be a dick. Question. What holiday do you think needs more horror movies made about it? Arbor Day? Easter? Zombie Jesus? So thank Mm. you. What is her name? I don't actually even know. Carly. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, Carly. So thank you, Carly. And what it's so funny because since then we've had Thanksgiving. We now have Founders Day, which isn't a real is that a real holiday? Like no, it's made up for that show. Up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what other holidays? I mean, I'm all for a good holiday horror. We both are. Yeah. Oh God. What could you do? Maybe I say do a disaster movie and do Earth Day. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Um, Because the big one's already taken, you know? Because, like, Halloween and Christmas have a million movies about them. Uh, Thanksgiving's starting to get up there. Uh, So, what else is there? Yeah. I mean, there's so many other ones, and I just, yeah, I can't New Year's Eve? I mean, you got New Year's Evil and Terror Train. Ah, never mind. There's actually a bunch of New Year's Eve movies. I feel like there's not a ton of Fourth of July. Like, I always think of, um, Un- I know you did Un- last summer, right? Yeah, and Uncle Sam. Eh, I don't know. That's huh? it. That's all I know. So, yeah, I could do with some more with another Fourth of July one. Yeah. I could deal with that. Yeah, so. yeah. I like that. So thank you, Carly, for writing. And I'm so sorry this is like years late, but yeah, we love Brett too. Late. Fucking yeah. love Brett. Uh, All right, fun. well, you're up. What, why don't you read us one? Yeah, Teacher Drew wrote Yay. in. And he says, hey there, Scare Boys. Happy New Year. So glad to hear your 2024 is off to a good start. There was plenty to love about horror last year, from masterpieces like The Fall of the House of Usher to the biggest surprise for me, Godzilla Minus One. Who would have thought that a kaiju movie would make my top 10? Then there was When Evil Lurks. If only Exorcist Believer could have been that amazing. I'm encouraged to know that if this new trilogy continues, it will be with a new director, as we've just covered. Uh, Glad you showed some love for Influencer. What beautiful set pieces. And even though I saw the twists coming, I still enjoyed it immensely. At present, I am on a plane to Salt Lake City, which got me wondering, what is your favorite horror film that involves a plane? Mine has to be Final Destination, but I appreciate Blood Red Sky as well. Thanks for the podcast. I can't wait to share more scares this year. Till next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay you. Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Thanks, Teacher Drew. Wonderful. Yeah, he's Um, great. So, I mean, my go-to sky, like, horror in the sky has to be Red Eye. I fucking love Red Eye. I thought about Red Eye, and I'm like, yeah, that's an underrated movie. Yeah, people Uh, think about Wes Craven, they rarely think about Red Eye. Yeah, Red Eye is good. And I love the segment of Twilight Zone, the movie. And I was going to say, and I think for me, the ultimate is the episode of Twilight Zone, Mm. uh, which the segment is a remake of. Terror at 20,000 feet with William Shatner. That's, ah. that's got to be the just that one original episode of Twilight Zone is like, that's it, man. That's what I always think about. <laughs> if I have those intrusive, scary thoughts about being on an airplane, it's usually that Twilight Zone episode. So 
And now it always makes me think of um, Bridesmaids when she's like, talks about like seeing like the pilgrim out on the wing or whatever. That's uh-huh. not what she says, but something like that. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the person, something along those lines. It always makes me think of that. But I do got to say Final Destination is pretty scary too. The first oh. Final Destination. So definitely, definitely. Yeah, most deaf. So thanks for writing and teacher Drew. And I'm the same way. I never thought a Kaiju film would make my top no less number one. So. And I love kaiju movies, and I would never think it would make anybody's top ten <laughs> for like uh best horror, let alone like best movie, some people are saying. So, yeah. you know, that's uh that's crazy. It truly, truly is. So thank you for writing in Teacher Drew. Next up, we have a an email, a telegram from front of the podcast, Matthew. The subject is Brett Wheat and Night Swim. And Matthew writes, I really enjoyed your last episode with Brett Wheat. I was not familiar with Conduit and I'm excited to check it out. I saw Night Swim last week and where do I begin? Night Swim was an exercise in non-existent character development and a very shitty script. Aside from the dad who has a limited backstory, the other characters are incredibly one-dimensional. This made me not care about any character in the film, which gave the climax absolutely no stakes. I found out at the end credits that this was based on a short subject and it should have stayed one. They tried to flush out the plot and it just didn't work. There was a scene when a character has a black has black water streaming down her face and screams, it will be over soon. If there hadn't been two other people in the theater, I would have shot a back not soon enough. While I would like to hear both of you talk about this, please don't waste an entire episode on it. I really hope this year's horror movies get better. I've also noticed that I only really write you to a review when I dislike a film and I want that to change. So. I'll make certain to send you a positive review whenever I see a good horror film from the present or the past. Thank you for watching and talking about scary movies. Excited to listen to you in 2024, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. And I agree. And I did watch the short for Night Swim, Mm -hmm. and it's fine. Yes. After you watch the movie, it it is just some scenes from it. Uh Sort of the same thing. And it's fine. I mean, I could see watching it being like, oh, let's do something more with this. It's kind of creepy. But after mm-hmm. watching the movie, I'm, I was not like, oh, that was great. You're like, why did they do that? So, yeah, but I agree. <laughs> I mean, Night Swim was not great. But let me tell you, Matthew, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Dipping the hat once again. <laughs> a little early, a little early. <laughs> but already two <laughs> horror films that are definitely contenders. For my worst of 2024. <laughs> it, so, yeah, I, I, I can only imagine then what Night Swim was like. Cause... Yeah, better. Better than Founders Ooh. Day. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, read us, read us our final telegram. Bring it on home. I know, because now I, there's something I want to say about our theater experience for <laughs> Founders Day. We'll get to it. Finally, Lauren, the goth botanist. Yes writes in and she says great episode number 160 the stories between brett and jeremy took me back to my days of high school back when i could eat domino's pizza every day for lunch without repercussions back when i wore a fluffy green bathrobe as a coat from goodwill of course and toted around a cosmetology head that i had hollowed out to use as my lunchbox man high school is pretty awesome we'd probably have been friends in high school like (laughs) i'd be like she's super cool so uh anyway lauren continues young enough to not be 
young enough to not be beaten down by real adult responsibilities and old enough to be past the notorious middle school social wealth warfare, social welfare, social warfare <laughs> BS. I'll definitely need to watch Conduit, the maybe not so good old days when humans had to police the internet because it really was the Wild West. And all those dark web and intangible intangible aspects of the internet led to movies like Pulse and Fear.com. I, too, have found Resident Evil and Silent Hill to be alive and well in my brain, popping up at random moments that I must have somehow linked to specific scenes. The laser hallway in Resident Evil and Pyramid Head ripping off Anna's skin suit definitely hold top spots for most revisited fucked up scenes. Silent Hill 2 also sneaks in occasionally, but really only for the spider mannequin scene. Oh my God, you and yeah. Lauren would have been totally friends in high school. Gosh, I would yeah. have been friends with Lauren as well, for sure. But I mean, you just seem like you would have been like, oh, let's go make hot dogs in the cafeteria and serve them out of your mannequin head. Yeah, exactly. I think that is weird. <laughs> and, and I also, I had this ugly sport coat. Uh, it was like a plaid, I don't know, looked like something a used car salesman would wear in like a movie from the 70s uh, that I bought at Goodwill and I wore it all the fucking time my senior year of high school, that horrible sport coat. Those weird high school trends. I remember there was a bunch of people in my like jazz choir that because like to be in jazz choir was like kind of cool. And um, they would like walk around with like toothbrushes in their mouth and it wasn't like it was like a fad like it was like mm -hmm. so weird like just like the weirdest shit that like someone would do and then other people like oh that's cool i'm gonna do that it's like so weird yeah, yeah high school kids are strange man so fucking weird but thank you lauren and yes i love you know the all the video game chatter uh, i'm gonna have to see because i might just have to get into resident evil give it a whirl one of these days yeah yeah that's uh that's an investment, though. Once you're in, I know. I wonder if there's it would so give many a new games to play for the the film. Yeah, Zzz. Zzz. I don't know. The, the first, I think the I still like the first one. So yeah, no. All right. Well, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> but thank you everyone for writing in. It yes, was so good yes. to hear from you. You too, dear listener, can write to us or write back to us. Scaringandsharing at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Insta. Scaring and sharing. All one word. That is right. Anything else to say, Jeremy? Should we dive into our film? Uh, let's just let's just get this movie out of here. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, no <laughs> one else suffered through this like we did, and you can just hear us talk about it because you don't need to see it, and we're just gonna shit on it. So, mm -hmm. um, stick around for that conversation. And that movie is Founder's Day from 2023, directed by Eric Bloomquist. A uh, whopping 106 minutes, y'all. And the tagline I letterboxed is, change is here. And the description is, a small town is shaken by a series of ominous killings in the days leading up to a heated mayoral election. That's <laughs> so it? I've already... Oh, whoa, okay. very apparent what, yeah. what, what I think of this film, and I believe I know what you think of this film. <laughs> there was a point... Uh, towards the end of the movie where I was like, what if I just rested my eyes for a minute? Like, <laughs> I considered it too. That's where I was at. So that was, that's how I felt about this movie. There's also a point in the film where I thought, oh my God, is this movie like 45 minutes? That would be awesome. 
Like it yeah. felt like it was over. It felt like it ending. And, and then, then it just kept going. Yeah. So, so oh yeah. Gosh. So, I mean, I know the description is there, but like, yeah. So there's this town, there's the, the, like the mayoral election is happening and there's sort of kids from each of the, the mayors, the current mayor and the one who's going and it's like scream. And it yeah. also felt like a Thanksgiving ripoff. Like it felt like Thanksgiving had already come out and they'd watched that. Didn't it yes. feel like that? But like that can have happened. Yeah, it felt. It, yeah, it's crazy. You said that because I had the same sensation. And I wonder if it's just that Thanksgiving came out and was a hit. And this movie was in some distributor, some studios like back pocket uh, and just because of the way it's put together, it suddenly feels similar to Thanksgiving, even though they couldn't have possibly have seen it. Maybe they just keyed into the same idea of like a holiday slasher movie. That's not one of the ones that's always covered. Um, so I wonder if the distributor was just like, Oh, people loved Thanksgiving. Let's see if we have a surprise hit on our hands with this one. And, you know, dump it in January. Cause that's the only reason it's coming out in January is they're just like, well, we have to release it, but also we have no faith in it. So let's put it out in January. Yeah. Cause it, is, I'm shocked. It's not only streaming because it's just so bad, but mm -hmm. so at the beginning of this movie, someone gets killed. Like there's this little lesbian storyline and one of the lesbians gets killed by this person wearing like a judge's robe, uh, Commedia del Art mask and like a long blonde wig that's supposed to sort of represent like our founding fathers. Yeah, that was a weird, just that design kind of threw so me. Odd. Because it's never like exactly as we're extrapolating, it's a reference to the founding fathers because of the like powdered wig sort of look. Um, but it's a blonde but, wig. Yeah, but nothing in the movie like explains it. You know what I mean? Like there should be a point in the movie where the mask is revealed to be something to the town or something, something that would make it make sense. So I don't know. And see, I would be all for, I mean, not like I, I'm not all into politics. Like if anything, I kind of avoid it, but I could see sort of a, I could see that there could be a story there, like a, a political slasher, right? Mm -hmm. Like the yeah. opposing sides and how they tear each other apart or whatever. And I feel like it was trying to do that here. It just gets so motherfucking muddled. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it never seems to end. The weirdest thing though. So this person gets killed in the very beginning and like the whole town just continues on. Like it, people are constantly being killed in the first couple of days. And mm -hmm. like people just go on, like people aren't crying. Parents whose children were killed aren't necessarily upset school still happens it's like wait was that a year before why are we back in school the next day like it's just mm -hmm. it's it's baffling like it's like the plot is so confusing and and muddy and fucking weird yeah like the main way to describe this movie that i could think of was much in the way that the original scream came out and then had a bunch of imitators. You know, I know what you did last summer and then just countless other things trying to be like it. This movie feels like the imitation of the new Scream movies. Like it feels like it's trying to do what the, the newest couple Scream movies were doing while also ripping off Scream at the same time. So like, yeah, this is like a new age Scream ripoff. 
And I know I, and I mean, if other people out there are near an AMC and love their AMC stubs like I do, I told Jeremy there are some Scream Unseens coming out, which AMC also does like scene uns. I don't know what they call the regular Sight Unseen. Sight Unseen, where they show movies like, I don't know how far in advance before they come out, but you go and you don't know what it is. You pay Mm -hmm. five bucks and you watch it. I don't know if it's like a week before, if it's like a month before, whatever. Maybe there is no rhyme or reason to how far in advance you're seeing the movie. But apparently Regal Cinemas did this with Founders Day. And so many of the reviews on Letterboxd are Regal Cinemas tricked me into watching this. But I think those people seem to have watched it for like a dollar, which is really more than this movie's even worth. Yeah, when I went on uh, Letterboxd and saw like it already had a ton of reviews, I was like, whoa, and its overall ratings like a two point something. So uh, it's not doing too hot. Yeah. And so and so there's this killer running around who is killing mostly kids. Mm-hmm. And the killer has we sort of described the costume, but has this like gavel, like a mayoral gavel, right? That's mm-hmm. what you would say. But it has like a knife that comes out the end of it. Yeah. And they're sort of kind of brutal kills, but after like the screen movies where like everyone's always getting like stabbed in the throat and you're always seeing close ups and like the throat is getting tore open and shit. Yes. Like the kills are not great here. Like, no, they're not amazing. No, it's like just sort of mediocre as far as the kills are concerned. Yeah. And a lot of the acting is like, oh, okay, here's God. another description. This felt like the Lifetime movie version of Scream. Yes. No, not even Lifetime, like the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah that even better. Hallmark Channel. Like, yeah, the, yeah it, this felt like a made for cable. Just cheesy thing that they were. And there were times like especially between the mayors, like who, like those actors were like, that's when I could laugh a little bit because it felt like they were in a different movie. Yeah, it was like a parody and that was campy. And that mm-hmm. dialogue was way over the top to the point that like you couldn't help but laugh at it. But mm-hmm. then the other stuff was like playing it very serious. And it's like, what are you? What do you want to be? Very serious, but it was still lines literally like, I'm going to kill you. Like, so unnecessary. So unnecessary. And I just, like I said, I'm just, it was a new release coming out. I had never really heard of it. It looked kind of like Thanksgiving. I'm like, let's go see it. Mm-hmm. We were down, so we did. But holy shit, it is just, like, just so, so bad. And I think I understand why now that when you were like, hey, let's go check out this Founders Day. And I'm like, huh, never heard of it or even seen a trailer for this. So, okay. Now, Uh, I will say this. The director, do you know he was one of the actors in it? No. He was like the the current mayor's like right hand man. Oh, okay. That's the director, Eric Bloomquist. And one of his other films, She Comes from the Woods is like came out last year and i think bloody disgusting maybe even josh corngut listed it as one of their favorite horror films of 23 Mm. so i watched the majority of it it's not bad it's like a camp slasher Mm -hmm. it's not bad but it's not great okay um but like it was like so if we would have gone to it we would have had worlds better experience than we did with this let me say mm-hmm. that like because everyone is in on what that movie is it ha- like uh, it is cheesy it feels kind of like wet hot american summer meets friday the 13th 
is kind oh, wow. of what it feels like for the most part. And it has some like good gore and some like fun, fun moments in it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I sort of shut it off and forgot about it. So like it wasn't that memorable for me to go back and watch the last like 10, 15 minutes. But it is the same director as that. So I definitely would say, you know, if you if that sounds kind of fun to you, then you should maybe check it out because it it's a little more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Founders Day, not so motherfucking much. Yeah, no. It feels like Founders Day feels like something that was made to just play on Pluto TV forever. <laughs> on like Tubi. Yeah, on Tubi. Like Go a straight, Tubi original. Like a Tubi original, maybe. Or yeah, it's on the 24 hour terror channel on Pluto. So yeah, it is just, it is god awful. And, um, like okay so here's a question would you rather hmm. sit through winnie the pooh blood and honey or founder's day again if you had to sit through one? Ooh, oh man i think i've been thinking about it i think i would sit through founder's day again because winnie the pooh uh-huh. was like i think founder's day is made better i feel like it doesn't uh-huh. sound like it looks great but it like it looks like a movie that should be in theaters. It just then is just not good. Yes. Like, I yeah. think it looks cinematically appropriate to be watching it in a movie theater. Winnie just the all Pooh the other stuff. And Winnie the Pooh not. was just, like, just was just so bad. Minus the yeah. opening animation, right? Yeah. I don't know, though, because I might watch Winnie the Pooh again. Uh, uh, and that's just because there's, like, a couple lines of dialogue that I've been telling people that I'm not even sure... I remember them correctly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm like, I want to rewatch it just to be like sure that that's what happened in that scene. But okay, that's it. But that's just because enough time has passed now since we watched it that I've already mostly forgotten it. Yeah, but if they make a fucking, I I am go okay. If they make a Founder's Day two, I will be shocked. But also, I'm very curious to see how this movie does this weekend. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if it makes like a million dollars even, because I'm sure its budget was yeah, very minimal. <laughs> Maybe a million dollars at most. So like, will it do decently enough? We'll see, you know? Also, I just looked it up. Founders Day was a real holiday. Okay. It was literally a holiday they celebrated uh, during the Revolutionary War, though, so interesting so it looks like it was only celebrated like one time it's like a historic event thing so (sighs) yeah but it's like the costume would have made more sense if there had been a display right Mm -hmm. that had like the found like the founders of the town or whatever and even if it didn't have the creepy mask like if it just had like the The wigs and the wig and like we saw that it was taken from there. Yes. But otherwise, it's just, yeah. It, it's, it's just weird. And that's the thing, too. When your whole mystery is revealed at the end, and my reaction is, huh, I didn't even care anymore. It's like, yeah, that's not good. So, no, I mean, the twists in regards to the killer just keep coming to the point that you're just like, who the fuck cares? Oh, I also guessed it, though. Like, all of a sudden, I was just like, wait a minute, I bet it's this. And I was like, I was right. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really have anything more to say about that shit. Yeah. It's a I, quick one because it doesn't deserve much more time than that. No, I don't want to talk about Founder's <laughs> Day anymore. <laughs> it's, it's depressing me. So out of five <laughs> bloody gavel knives, how many do you give Founder's Gay? I was, I was going to go higher for some reason because I was just thinking like, that wasn't good, but you know, was it the worst thing we watched? But now we talked about it, and now I'm like, it's even stupider than I thought, really. So I'm going to give it one. I'm giving it one as well. Oh, my God. So that means you can take it and... Throw it on the slash heap. Throw it on the slash heap. Fucking throw it. Throw it away. Throw it out. Throw it away from us. Get it out of here. I don't even want to see it. As we like to say, we watched it so you don't have to. <laughs> so you don't have to. Just yeah. don't, don't even think about it again, my darlings. <laughs> my little darling little maniacs. My, yeah, my darling little maniacs. Oh, so bad. Ugh. So Okay, well, next week I think we'll have a normal episode, and then I think we might go see a Scream Unseen. So who knows what we'll see. Yeah, there's some so, speculation, but I, cool. no matter what, it will be better than this. Like it, it has to go up from Night Swim and Founders Day. It has to go up from here. Mm-hmm. Has to. Do you think Imaginary looks good? Uh I think it it's could, rated R, which gives it, me some hope. I, it looked kind of crazy. Uh, like. Yeah, so I have some hope there. It was the director. If it's who I'm thinking of, I was immediately, though, like, eh. I swear the first trailer, because I said this to you in one episode, I swear the first trailer I ever saw, it said it was coming out in January, and I don't know if that changed or if I just mm, saw yeah. or thought heard what I wanted to hear, because mm-hmm. I thought it was like the Megan slot, because it would appropriately be the Megan slot, since it's yeah. about, you know a similar sort of story. Idea. Um, but it's March, so we'll see. Oh, well, I'm kind of interested now. Why? Who's the director? The director is Jeff Wadlow. Uh, he directed Cry Wolf, which was a not, not good slasher movie from back in the day. And now you're excited? But no, I'm excited because he did direct Kick-Ass 2, and I did actually like Kick-Ass 2, even though okay. everyone in the world hated it. Uh, I thought it was fun. so. Okay, well. Yeah, so now it gives me some hope because that's the last movie of his I've seen, so. All right, well. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, write to us. I already gave you all that info. We'd love to hear from you. If you watch Founders Day, please tell us your thoughts. If you loved it, I will be shocked, but I will still love you. Yeah. I won't be mad. I'll just be disappointed. Yeah, well, yeah, like your parents. We won't be mad. <laughs> we'll just be disappointed. We thought we That's raised right. you better. <laughs> and um, remember, sometimes that is better. It's in the trees. It's coming. Keep watching and talking about scary movies because scaring is sharing. Bye. <laughs> This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.